Hey everybody, welcome back to the Video Production Academy podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today by Trina Gunzel. We're in the slightly peculiar position because about 10 minutes ago, I just finished being on Trina's podcast as well. <laughs> so this is the first time I've done a podcast swap. So it's one <laughs> and then it's the other. So Trina, long time no see. <laughs> That's right, hello. I'm so happy to see you again. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. It's just, yeah, it's an unusual experience doing that and then immediately flipping around and going from being the guest to the host. But, you know, yes. rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> so first of all, I would love it if you could introduce yourself and tell us more about what it is that you do. Sure. So my name is Trina Gunzel. Hello to all of your amazing audience. And I am a business consultant. If you had to say it in a tiny nutshell, my gift is helping people get out of their own way and giving them massive breakthroughs because I help them discover who they are without all the words and negative things that life has piled on them so they can break free and really amplify abundance in their life by sharing their gifts and talents. So can you tell me a little bit more about the journey that you've been on to get to this stage? Absolutely. So I met my high school sweetheart when I was 15, and we are getting really ready to celebrate our 25th year anniversary this summer. And so the big thing for us was there was a lot of growing up to do along the way. He was going to be a football player, and I was an elementary teacher, but then he broke his neck and wasn't able to continue playing football. So then it sent him on this quest to see what did he want to do instead, and he was a police officer, and he worked for Oregon Game and Fish, like Fish and Wildlife. He did stream surveys. We decided, as I was continuing on my educational journey and being a teacher, we decided to put our heads together and come up with a really fun business that we found by flipping through the phone book. We moved back to our hometown and we were like, what is something this town needs? Because we had our little boy at that point and we wanted to work together, but we didn't know what to do. So we noticed in the phone book, the only photographer was the horrible photographer who took our pictures for our wedding. And we said, there's no way that guy should still be taking pictures. So we sent my husband to a specialty photography training school. And he came back as one of the award-winning photographers for weddings. He was amazing. And so I was his, I would say, I was kind of like the model person. I would help set up the sets and do all the things to get the babies to smile. And we expanded our photography business over 10 years. So way over six figures. And we really dominated in that space. We opened a fine art gallery. I kept teaching, but since I got out of college, I was a business consultant, an educational consultant. And I would make more in a weekend than I made an entire year teaching. And so I decided after our little boy got type one diabetes that I wasn't gonna teach anymore. I wanted to be home with my son. And after our son was diagnosed with type one diabetes, we realized we didn't have enough time in the day to manage his medical needs. Plus it was very expensive. So we went on to try to find a cure. We went through every life coaching certification you can get for grief and trauma release and all of this, trying to search for our own way to heal our hearts and be able to find a cure for our son. We started doing celebrity coaching. We helped people through trauma. We helped them with infidelity issues for marriage and high-end coaching and we kept getting asked, how did you start your business? So we designed a custom program. We toured with our kids for three years homeschooling and videoed it in beautiful locations all around the country and the world. And we are high paid 
business consultants. So we help people create their own custom programs now. And we literally do that in two hours a day. So we can have max family time and be part of a ripple effect around the world to help people who want more time and location freedom. Yeah. In a nutshell, that's it. That was a good nutshell. I love the fact that it's a team effort. Yeah. That every step of the way, it's been a team effort. That's right. And it's not always been easy. I mean, a lot of people are like, there's no way I could work with my husband. And for us, the big balance has been honoring each other's skill set because we both bring different things to the table. Like I'm a lot more social and I'll help do the marketing. And I like that. And he's the tech guy and he likes to be more behind the scenes, but he likes to do the higher end mindset coaching. So it is really fun. And especially now that our kids are in the business, our son is now doing all of our sales and our daughter's helping with the graphic design and creating content. So it's a lot of fun. That sounds fantastic. I, I work with my husband as well. And that's awesome. I've heard it referred to by other people who are entrepreneurs that when their partners and spouses aren't, they're civilians. <laughs> it's really funny and and Grant's definitely a civilian so he works in the business but he's not got a business mind but he Mm -hmm. is doing better he makes an exceptionally good sounding board yeah having that other person there to go what do you think about this is just Mm -hmm. brilliant so we'll get him there you know he's he's only been in it a couple (laughs) of years so you know we're still working on him yeah it is a shift though when you've done the nine to five Honestly, I was a perfect employee and my parents had their own business, but it took me a while to come around to say, wait, I could full time just have my own business. I don't need that nine to five. And it took me a while to let that security net, if you will, go for a more secure way. Like in your own business, you can just go launch a new program, right? You can go new, get new clients any day by sharing an offer they want. So it's a really interesting shift that happens there. Yeah, I was talking to a guy earlier on who's going to be a guest on another podcast and Mm -hmm. he's worked in the film industry pretty much all his adult life. Yeah. In the last 35 years, he's never had a regular job and a regular paycheck. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that is an interesting way to live. But I've been self-employed a long time, so I'm I'm kind of used to that. You know, the yeah. idea of getting paid once a month is is a novelty. It's but- kind of a maverick thing, though. I'm realizing as I hang out with more and more entrepreneurs, like that spirit that's okay to let go of that consistent income for the chance to make more and have a bigger ripple effect. It's definitely two different shifts, you know, two different mindsets for sure. Definitely. But, you know, choice between conforming and being a renegade, I'll be a renegade every day of the week. That's my girl. <laughs> that rebel, you got the butterfly fly. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you know, butterflies are actually warriors. People don't really? realize this. They're territorial and they will fight and they will fight really hard. And it's something really surprising because you think these lovely little delicate floating. <laughs> no. They're fighters. But that's a complete aside and nothing to do with this whatsoever. Um, (laughs) That's why you want Lee in your corner, right? She's fighting for you. (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely. (laughs) To get back on track, what made you start to use video for your business? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm trying to think when. So when we were in our photography studio, people would ask us to video a lot. They wanted that element. And it was, we kind of came in at that pivotal point between film and everything going digital. And so I was seeing it as a new piece there. And we were just kind of starting out with that. 
but it wasn't really until, well, consulting, I started wanting to video some of my trainings because it was so unique and I could train 80 teachers at a time or 200 children and make massive impact. And so then I started thinking when I finished my master's, part of it was in digital marketing and having online programs. And so I saw how I could continue to teach and consult and train no matter where I was located regionally. So I got really excited about that. And I decided to start before it was cool. And a big thing on Facebook, I was starting Facebook groups and I was starting to do videos because I thought what a cool way to get people together. And since have gotten into doing the lives because on our tour, I thought how fun I could show my family and friends what it looks like when we're in, you know, Wyoming or Montana, I wanted to share that experience. And honestly, my mom was a big part of it because she loves the water. We grew up in Michigan and she lives in Arizona now. So I would go for walks and I would say, mom, do you want to see the lake or do you want to see the ocean? And she would get so happy because it just gives her like a fresh breath of air. So really to connect and share was why I didn't even think about it differently, except I wanted to share with my friends and I wanted them to be with me. So I was like, hey, if I could share it on video, we're together. Could you see that Facebook groups and video were going to have a big impact? Could you actually sort of be a visionary with that or was it happenstance no I saw it I mean for me like I said I saw this way early on and I thought wow if I could get my friends together in a space and we could hang out here we could share ideas we could collaborate if we make something cool we could share that and I started doing that for homeschool groups I started doing it for parents to support them I started having that with my girlfriends just to get us together and then it was interesting because there was a pivotal point where I had plans to have a retreat in Branson, Missouri, and we weren't able to get people here. It was actually right before COVID. It was really interesting because I was doing some things with video, but it wasn't as big as it is now. And it was going to be 12,000 a person. They were going to come out for a weekend. We were going to do all their high ticket offer. I had people lined up. Everything was included. It was going to be amazing. And they couldn't like at the last minute, it was right before COVID. I had a feeling like I shouldn't do this event. I didn't know if people, you know, it was kind of unsettling with COVID. So I switched it to virtual and I just did a virtual business and play retreat basically and invited people for free. And it was like within a week, we had over 200 people in the group. You know, they just all came. We offered value. I had some of my friends, you know, come into the group and do their live to help offer more value. And it wasn't smooth. It was messy, but I'm one of those people who I don't care. I'll just do it anyway. Like I don't have that. A lot of people have like this wall between them because they they're afraid of it not working or they don't, they're afraid of what people will say. I don't have that. Like I just do it. I, I expect it's going to work and I know people will show up and I just go for it. So we did this little free retreat. And it was amazing. And since then I've had a lot of people over six figures enroll from that little free group. And I just saw this was a neat way. And so I've done it much better since with live events and learned a lot that have made, it's made that process so much more fun. And I've seen it can go fast. It doesn't have to be slow. I've done it with our women in power retreat events, because now I bring together global women and speakers and yeah, I saw that. Like, I feel like I put that intention and now it's just becoming more and more common. So it's a lot of fun. 
it sounds like a combination of the pandemic and video has actually taken your business into a completely different direction. Yeah, for sure. Because I think people were hungry for a way to connect. I know I sure was. And I was like, gosh, if I could see my family or go to my niece's basketball game, right? Because my sister will video it. It gives us a way to still connect. And I just did a podcast or a, I was just interviewed for this on, what is her name? Jenny McGill. She does simple reminders. McGill Media has a reach of like over 9 million. And she had me live to do a video about how we connect in a world that makes us feel isolated and alone. And it was using video, you know, and connecting through social media because these are real people and you can, you can get your group together in a Facebook group and do fun things together, whether it's cake decorating or, you know, card night or my daughter with her friends, they got together and baked, you know, over a zoom call as little 12 year olds during COVID. It was so cool. That happened for my son as well, because my youngest son, who's 13 is autistic and visually impaired. So he's part of a social group. And normally they would have met up every couple of weeks, but because we weren't allowed to do any of that, they had all sorts of activities online so the kids could still be connected because he's got additional support needs. Yes. To have that link into other children with additional Mm -hmm. support needs. And so they did online bingo. They did baking. That was hilarious. It was just the parents did the baking. No (laughs) way that we could have let the kids do that at all. But it was great to see how people change the way that they work to accommodate what was needed at the time. I love it. So it was really cool. So do you have a favorite platform? I love Facebook. I mean, for me, it's been really fun. I enjoy the social elements there. I'm also getting more used to YouTube, I think, because the podcast and uploading it. And I like that on YouTube, you can have things there forever. If, if Facebook goes down, like YouTube people can continue to search it. So I'm getting more used to that platform as well. YouTube, something that's new for me as well, but it's quite interesting. It's not that it's difficult to use. Yeah. A lot of nuances with it to make it so it's mm-hmm. effective. Certainly what I'm finding at the moment, but I'm excited to see where it goes. And I love the fact that it's so stable. Nice. I hate the fact that Facebook can be really fickle and I love Facebook. I sure a huge amount of time on Facebook, far more than any other social media platform. But I hate the fact that somebody can flick a switch and and your work can disappear. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, YouTube, I think is looking like a more stable prospect. So I'm excited to see where it goes. So we'll have to keep an eye on each other's uh, channels and see what happens. For sure. How did you learn to create video? I just tried it. Like I said, for me, I was like, I like to push the buttons and it was easy. It was on my phone. So when I was like, what's going live? Like I just clicked and figured it out. And I did it by taking people for a walk with me. And I noticed a lot of people like to be outside. So I try to do videos outside and tried out the filters. And I'm not one of these people that's really tech savvy. So even though we have all the amazing camera gear and video recording, and my husband set up a super cool system with our GoPros we use to actually make our videos on tour. I like to do things once that I don't have to edit. So I just do it right the first time and upload it. And I, that's been my style. So I've learned it like on zoom, you know, just like this, so I could record a program or within a group and make my, like if I sell a mini program and set up a private Facebook group, then I'll just record my video right in there from the training. And then it's there. Then I go and immediately download it and upload it to YouTube or we use Vimeo. So I don't lose my content. So that is an important plug 
because you don't want to lose the work you've created, right? No, definitely not. It, it takes too much time and too much effort. That's right. But have you had any bloopers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially on tour, because we would record what we want to say. So we have it in our phone and then we would put it up above our GoPro so we could read it as we're recording. And that worked really cool because we did our whole thing outside for aesthetics. We wanted the beautiful mountains and water, just getting in there and trying to like say what I was recording or the worst was sometimes I'd be at a beautiful setting and the wind would come up like crazy. And so my hair's like, and you know, I'm like trying to get my hair to go down and do a video. And you know, it's like, this is ridiculous. Like trying to wait for the wind. The other thing was just like if the rain came in or some loud, you know, alarm or something happens while you're recording, you have to wait. So that was probably one of my funniest ones. I was trying to record a video a couple of weeks ago for one of the courses I'm working on. And uh-huh. I, have, I have two dogs and my studio is actually in the corner of my bedroom. Oh. I'm very open about that. My home studio is seven foot by five foot in the corner right. of my bedroom. And my dogs decided that they wanted to come up the stairs, down the stairs, up the stairs, down the stairs. So every time I'd set off, you get yes. my little dog who's only 13 kilos. You get as he walks past. But yes. Big dog is 62 kilos. <laughs> sounds like a person walking, but he's got four feet. You know, he's, oh he's really heavy footed. And so it's like you'd stop and wait because, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I'm editing it. And then you'd get going again and then it'd start again. And it took me about 10 <laughs> attempts. And then I, I was just losing the will to live. And one of the dogs barked. And it's just, it's an outtake that I've put out there because there's just this look of disappointment. I'm going, You're really? <laughs> it was just one of those days. It was definitely one of Oh, those. yeah. Yes. Well, and my daughter, she made me a little custom sign now on my door because only one time, and it was, I was doing a coaching call with a client I knew, but my husband had come in from outside and he was going to change and he, he would have just ended up walking straight through in his underwear or something. But it was funny because luckily he caught it enough and was dressed where he went by me and just said hello. But she made me the funniest sign for my door ever since then that my family reads. And now they know when I'm on a Zoom call, not just in my room. I was doing a Facebook live editing and Grant came up to see if I wanted a drink. So I'm talking <laughs> to the camera. This is me. <laughs> There's not a person on the other side because it's alive. I'm talking. Right. Lurking. So I'm not looking at him, but I can feel he's there. And I'm like, go away. And he didn't go away. So in the end, I had to, what? And he's like, would you like a drink? No, thank you. (laughs) I'm I'm good. I'm actually on a live right now. Oh, okay. (laughs) Come in. Hello. Yeah. Oh, I've done that on Zoom calls. Yeah, we get visitations from all different members of the family during Zoom calls, but they're actually pretty good and know that if it's either a podcast (laughs) or if it's a Zoom stay away. (laughs) It's it's an interesting life. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And it's different. It's made it so real because, you know, I have parents who are like, they're breastfeeding their kid and a dog is barking in the background and the kid falls down. They have to go handle it. Like these are the real life things that happen when you're working from home. And so we just embrace it. Like my husband, it was sweet. The other day I was doing a podcast and of course it's on Wednesday at, I don't know, two or something. And they were doing the tornado drill. And now I'm starting to go, Oh wow, it's spring. So they're practicing and it was just going off. Now I didn't know that zoom buffers it. So you couldn't actually hear it, but he walked through in the background to go shut off the alarm. 
<laughs> and it was just like it's real life right I think that's kind of relatable and sort of endearing as well we've all been at those in-person events where the person at the front presenting is super super polished and yeah. perfect and actually I can relate far more to a siren going off or a cat walking through the screen or a child <laughs> popping up that's more real life than somebody who's super duper polished it's true it's true one of my best trainings ever because I was a structured English immersion trainer like for probably 10 years I got hired to go out to this reservation and do a training out there on the Navajo reservation. And on the way to the training, we got hit by a drunk driver. We were towing our fifth wheel behind our truck to go stay out there. Cause there's no services, you know, it was very remote. And we're like, are we okay? The drunk driver was like a hit and run. It hurt our trailer and luckily not our truck. We were okay, but bruised, you know, from the seatbelt and I had a concussion we go out to the training and I still had to do it. We got there late last that night. We decided not to go to the hospital, but the next day when I went into the training, my balance was still kind of off and I was sore and I was, had this rolly cart with all of my materials, the whole thing just opened and spilled. So here I am, I'm already like, I've done this, but I was getting paid like $14,000 to train for two days out there. So it's a big responsibility. There's like 80 people coming. I go wheel all my stuff just all over the place. And I felt like, oh my gosh, I look like such a rookie. And here I am at least 10 years younger than everybody I'm training. They came in and helped me pick up my stuff. And I told them just right off the bat, I was like, you guys, I got hit by a drunk driver last night on the way here. I literally have a concussion. I'm still spinning. I'm bruised from my chest seatbelt, you know, from them hitting us. And I said, but I know you needed this training and I was out here, so I'm going to do my best to pull this together and do the best I can for you. But I just need a minute to collect myself. They were so sweet for that training to me. And they were very quiet initially, but at the end, they actually did a Navajo drum ceremony for me. And they said they didn't do that for just anybody, but they had literally like welcomed me in their community. And that meant so much to me because there were some guys there that were like, we're really mean to our trainers usually. And they're like, we loved everything you taught us. <laughs> You're going to make connections with people and just be real, be yourself. And the people who are meant to be yours to help will love you. And the others don't worry about it. They're meant for somebody else. I love the fact that they actually admitted that they're normally mean to the trainers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did. I've had a few of those actually. And cause I had to teach trainings that were required. So it wasn't like they were choosing, they had to do it for their certification. And one superintendent, he actually came up to me and he was like, I usually don't like these trainings. And I actually was very unhappy to have to attend this, but you made it worth it. You made it fun. And I actually learned some stuff. So thank you. He's like, you can teach an old dog new tricks. There you go. But then that makes it difficult for the next person to live up to as well. You know, but there's only one of us, right? So they're not going to live up to what we would bring anyway. <laughs> So oh, be your definitely. own self. Shine your own way. That's right. Yes. And that's something we always say to people is, you know, show up as your authentic self on camera. Yeah, because people right. are just waiting to love you. And if you try and show up as somebody that's not you, then that shows that you're not authentic. And people are very savvy and will see through that. That's true. That's right. And people always tell me, they're like, you're the same on camera as you are in person. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm me. Like, I, I don't know who else to be. I'm just going to be myself. Well, I would agree with that as well. But I've had conversations with people and they very much compartmentalize 
yeah they are and where they are so if they're on camera mm-hmm. it's one persona and at yeah. work they're different from who they are at home but mm. for me I'm the same wherever you find me you're never going to get anything different you know <laughs> I love it that's that's probably why we clicked you know because real people real results that's my motto I love to share and yeah it's it I can't imagine how exhausting that would be yes you know to keep up like this is who I am and this is who I am this way like I don't even wear much makeup like I'm one of those people if I'm out I'm probably gonna look similar to what I look like in the morning because I just don't wear a lot of makeup you know not that I have anything wrong with people who wear makeup I just never learned that skill so I'm the same it's really (laughs) interesting because like I'm very pale my mom was more pale than me and so she always wore makeup because without it she there was actually a photograph in existence where it's literally just a set of green eyes and that was it (laughs) because the rest of her didn't show up because she was say paler than me white hair as well so she always wore lipstick Mm. now for me I've managed to get through so many years of my life and I still can't color in the lines yeah (laughs) I had a friend do full face for a photo shoot and it was so uncomfortable it was, oh, I didn't like it at all. So if I need to, I will put a bit of mascara on, but that's kind of like my limit because I'm just not comfortable with it whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just straight up tell you, I'm just too lazy to do. I'm not going to spend an hour on my face to go somewhere. Like I try to be like 15 minutes or less because I like to go camping with my family. I like to go to the lake. I like to go hiking. I love dressing up. Like I love I, I'm writing a non or a fiction novel called Muck Boots and Stilettos because that's my life. I love to dress up and I love to dress down, but I'm just, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel super comfortable for me either. Like to have all this stuff all over my face. Plus I cry a lot. So just emotionally, I would have like mascara just pouring down my face. <laughs> I've actually got really sensitive eyes. So I find that my eyes itch. And so yeah. Like I, it's, you know, panda look, it's not good, especially when you're as fair as I am as well. It's, yeah, it's not a good combination. That's right. <laughs> so what tips could you give to somebody who's just starting out on their video journey? I would say get really comfortable just telling stories. Like the easiest way to practice for me was just using my phone and putting it on so that it's looking at you. You know, so you see yourself in the camera because if you're talking to you, you're going to be able to look at your eyes. You can see your facial expression. I like that lens. That made a big difference for me because if you're talking to you, it makes it super personal and just talk to people like what about your day, you know, and practice, maybe practice on your main page before you do it in a group even, but just sharing, you know, your journey and what you like. Don't feel like you have to have some scripted show because the show is your life. You know, your life has enough drama and experiences and ups and downs. If you just shared what you go through, people are going to be like, wow, I go through that stuff too. And the more real and vulnerable you can be, it's like, I'm just at the point in my life. If people want to be my friend and want to hang out with me or spend time with me, cool. And if you don't go find someone you do want to spend time with because there's enough people in the world, right? Absolutely. I think that's one of the wonderful things of being on the other side of 40. Yeah, I think we do yeah. get to that stage where we stop chasing people. Mm-hmm. It's very liberating. It's very freeing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's freeing. And don't have, tell them too, like, don't feel like you have to have this big state of the art thing to, to launch. Like, it's great if you can do that. But I see a lot of people put limiting 
beliefs on themselves because they're like, well, I can't launch until I have this equipment or I have to be in the hole this much. And I'm like, why? Like, I've never felt like that. I'm like, why don't I get it done and use what I have? And then once I'm making the money, I can always buy that stuff cash, but that mindset makes it where you wouldn't ever go in debt. And sometimes it's great because you're going to go in debt and then you're going to make a plan to pay it off. But I know a lot of people who've made a ton of money just off their phone, right? Or using Zoom on their laptop like this. And they didn't make excuses. They made a reason to win. And I think if people would lead with that, you could be successful even without great video quality. If you have a great message, people can listen as long as they could hear your audio enough, right? To understand you. And if they can't type it up, be a blogger type some posts. You know, if you really do have a message to share, I think you have a responsibility to get it out there because there's somebody who needs to hear what you have to say. So if you're afraid to get on camera, don't do it for you. Do it for the person who needs to see or hear what you have to say. And that drive will give you the confidence to get in front of the camera. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. It's absolutely spot on. So how can people connect with you? The easiest way, if you search Trina Gunzel, it's really easy to find me, or just you can go to www.trinagunzel.com. I'm on Facebook. You can direct message me. If they're your specific friends or family, feel free to put them in a three-way message with me, because sometimes that's neat to have that connection and know where they came from. But you can also go to gunzelfamilybrands.com, and we have a 50 days of success challenge. You can get like 50 days worth of free coaching to get you a spiral going up in your life, because we wanted to serve and help people who couldn't afford our products or services. We also have a purpose-based mission program on there that helps you dial in. If you feel lost, if you're bouncing from job to job, if you can't seem to dial in, like, you know, you were meant for more, but you don't know what that is. You need help. We have an amazing program that helps you literally figure that out and then launches you into your own high-paying consulting business with every step you need along the way. So you can find all that on gunzelfamilybrands.com. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. I really appreciate you. You're welcome. And aloha means hello and goodbye. So, so good to see you. And if anyone wants to be a part of our group, you can join our Amplifying Abundance for Action Takers on Facebook. You're always welcome. You can share any products, services, or programs. And we always encourage real relationships with a whole lot of fun. So thank you for having me, Lee. No, you're very welcome. The pleasure is mine. Okay. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Video Production Academy podcast or watching it if you're viewing us on YouTube. I'm Lee Midlane and I've been your host for this episode. If you'd like more information, resources or free downloads, head over to the Video Production Academy at www.videoproductionacademy.co.uk. Reach out if you have any questions, queries or comments and subscribe to hear more inspiring conversations with business owners just like you who've built their business using video. Until next week, shoot for the moon.